Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for a time that we can come together. We pray that God, as we uh, sit here and listen to you, let the Holy Spirit work in our heart. We pray for this Sunday to be a miracle Sunday. We ask that God, that today will be a miracle Sunday. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for provision. We pray that God, today you will encourage us. Today that God, that you will um, anoint us. You will touch us in a very powerful way. But above all, today we want to encounter you. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's good to be here. Thank you for joining us, those of us at the physical service and those of us who are joining online. Good morning and welcome. Today I also understand there will be many who will be watching online uh, for as we start our special series. Uh, this quarter until April, uh, as a YM family, we will be launching on on the Call of God series. We are going to launch this Call of God. And that's why today we actually had a wonderful video that didn't come up for whatever reason and hoping that you, know, that you will be encouraged to see more of this uh, video to inspire you. The Call of God is, to, the purpose of the Call of God series is to actually encourage you, to inspire you that all of us are called by God in this journey, in a journey of discipleship, in a journey to be with God. And so we want to encourage all of you at the different place you are. As at the high school level, at the college level, at the university level, at the working level. In fact, those of us who are joining online at the family level. And so this morning, it is my privilege to kickstart this series. And I would like to start this morning to give a perspective and to put a framework on the call of God. Because there will be many titles and series that will come up after this. But this morning, I would like to start this series uh, by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17 to 24. And I've titled my message today, The Calling in Which We Were Called. The Calling in Which We Were Called. So if you have your Bible with you, can you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17 to 24. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at that time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he, has, he was called. Were you a bond servant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. But he who was called in the Lord as a bond servant is a free man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called is a bond servant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservant of men. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, let there him remain with God. This is a very interesting and a powerful message, passage 
that talks about the calling of God. If it doesn't make sense to you, let me give you the context of this passage. Paul is encouraging the Corinthians in the church, in Christian. In the previous verse, he talked about being single and being married. And it's a very interesting and a very powerful word. He talks about if you are single, remain single. Don't jump to become married. And if you are married, enjoy that. Be there. And uh, if you are a servant, continue to serve. If you are a free person, continue to be a free person. Because in the Corinthian church, at that time, they were between Jews and the non-Jews, and then they had slaves. You know, because of the condition of the time that was so difficult, they will sell themselves to slavery because they have more benefit. As a slave, they were well taken care of, got food, got uh, lodging, uh, everything was given to them. So some people, because of financial situation, they would rather sell themselves to be a slave so that they can work for somebody and everything being taken care of. That was the context. And so in that context, some of the Jews were very ashamed that they were Jews. And that's why, you know, trying to blend in in a modern world because Corinthian was a place where people come to visit. A lot of scholars come. You know, it was like pavilion where you meet a lot of uh, uh, foreigners. You know, they come there to shop and do things. So the Jews were very ashamed of themselves. So they were looking ways, you know, if they are circumcised, how to be uncircumcised. Medically, it can be done. Um, but in that time, it was already struggle. So they were embarrassed of who they were as Christians, as uh, people of God. And then, because of the teaching you know, of the book of Acts, and then Christianity was being promoted, the gospel being shared, then you have the non-Jews, you know, they say both want to be circumcised because they want to be part of the elite group. So that's why Paul began to address all these things in their context. You know, don't look for all these things, outward thing. That is not the point. The point today of this passage that he talked about is be content in your life regardless of our calling. Because the first thing about the call of God is you are called to God. That is our primary calling today. It is not so much about your vocation. It's not so much about your identity. It's not so much about what you do. The call of God today is primarily is based on our call to Him. We are called to be His children. We are called to have a relationship with Him. We are called to have intimacy with Him. That is the call of God. Now, when we keep that calling, as we grow in our walk with God, that is being translated to other things. Which then comes your vocation, then comes your giftings and your talent and your strength. So with this context, and the main uh, point of this passage is that this, we are called to God. And that's how I want to kickstart this series. The first thing that I want to encourage all of us is we are called to God. You are not called to your job. We are not called to what we do. That comes later in our walk with God and God translates that into the things that we do. But the primary thing is we are called to God. With that in mind, I have three points today. The first thing that I want to share about God's calling in this passage is that God's calling is a sign. Take note of this. God's calling is a sign. The word for called or called is used eight times in this passage today. If you calculate it, you'll see there a lot of time. Called, 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 called. 
But the first thing about calling that God gives us in our walk with Him is that He assigned us. Take note of this. You are assigned. You and I are assigned. Verse 17. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him. Please underline that. To which God has called him. What does that mean? The first calling that we all have that I want to be, I want us to aware is where God has placed you. If God has placed you in a family, in your home, then that is the assignment that God has given to us. We are first children to our parents. That's the calling we need to be aware of because that is where it starts that how we leave our relationship with God before He takes us further and further and translate our calling to a very specific thing. You need to be aware that today, if God has placed you in a home, you are called to that family. You are called to your parents. You are called to your siblings. You are called to the Tan clan. You are called to the Wong clan. You are called to the Kuma clan. You know, these are all families that you and I didn't get to choose. We are assigned. Second, second, as you begin to journey with God and have relationship with Him, you are all assigned. The youngest one in this group is assigned to a school. Your school has started. Please be aware, if God has placed you in your school, you are called to be there. Be a student. Not to get good names with your teacher or the school, but you be a student where God has placed you because that is your calling with God. It reflects your relationship with God. This is why if you are in school, understand that calling and be faithful to that calling. That's why we don't cheat. We don't copy our homeworks because it doesn't please God. It is not about impressing your school or your teacher, but it is about pleasing God. If God has placed you in that school, find every way how to please God because He is developing your calling. It starts in the school. Then you go to college and then we get carried away. Science stream, art stream, engineer, doctor, accountant, teacher. Nobody wants to be a cleaner. But then you don't, you don't realize this. No matter how great you are paid outside and no matter what your job is, whether you are a 30,000 salaried doctor or a 100,000 salaried lawyer, at the end of the day, you're all cleaners of your home, isn't it? You need to clean your own house, isn't it? If you are a CEO, you still have to put up your bed, isn't it? You have to still do your own things, right? And this is all God's calling in our life. And so, when I say God's calling is assigned, let's open our eyes and realize today where you are. Those of us in the university and college, sometimes we get carried away with our cause. Should we do this or should we do that? You will realize when you come to working world, it's not about the degree you hold. It's about what you do with it. There are many people with whatever degree they have and qualification they have, they end up doing something else because they find God's calling and they pursue that. The key word is, you will bloom where you are planted.
you will bloom where you are planted simply because wherever you are, keep the command of God. If you are at home, keep the command of God. Be a good son and daughter at home because keeping the command of God is so important in wanting God's calling. If you are in school, why do I say when we go to school, be careful of your words. Don't follow your friends. We don't say foul languages. We don't cheat in our exams. We don't go to school and tell lies and make stories. We don't go to school do all these things because we are supposed to keep God's command. If you are in university and college, how do you keep God's command? We don't need to be in and cool about being fool in the college. But we need to be cool about keeping the command of God. And we look in that light about the command of God. And then comes our vocation. Whether you are assigned to be a housewife, whether you are called to be a homemaker, whether you are called to be a father, whether you are called to be a lawyer or engineer, wherever God has placed you, keeping the command is everything to do with the call of God. Again, it is not about how we impress our boss and climb up the corporate ladder. I don't think that pleases God very, very much. What pleases God is how you keep God's command in the workplace that God has called you. It is not about why you need to jump jobs and find a better job, a better pay, a higher pay, or a better environment. But it's about keeping God's command. How do you keep God's command at home? How do you keep God's command in the school? How do you keep God's command in the college? Because this is where we are being developed, being called to God. Then you will find yourself blooming when you're in God's calling. You will bloom when you're in God's calling simply because you put priority in your walk with God. And out of that abundance, you will flourish wherever you are, even if you are in a place you are not meant to be. Because it is from there, God will promote you to where you need to go. Many reasons why we are always stuck in a place and then experiencing a lot of this bitterness, unhappiness, because we are mistaken that God's calling is to keep you happy. And let me tell you, God didn't design us to keep us happy. Is there anywhere in the scripture that says that you were created for you to be happy? Can you help me to find a scripture that tells, talks about that? That we were all created to, to make us happy or we were all created to please God? And pleasing God got nothing to do about being happy or not. Let me repeat that. Pleasing God is everything to do about keeping His command. And let me tell you, keeping God's command is such a challenging thing that often we have frustration. Often we have to deal with the temptation of being unhappy. There's no one God's calling that is going to keep you happy all the way. If you're in one place, you're happy all the way, then I would caution you because you're probably going to hell with that place. 
This is how the enemy deceive us. That being happy is a deception. Jesus took his calling with full of pain and suffering. Full of challenges. The immersed pain that Jesus had to go through as a son of God is an example to us to tell us our calling is not to make us happy all the way. You can go to the psychiatrist ward and be happy all the time. There's medication for that. But God's calling is often with lots of challenges. And this is why we need to recognize where God has called us because many of you don't, don't realize that you are actually in God's perfect calling but you're not living that life. You're not living that life because you're not working on your walk with God. You're working too much on other things that is not important and distracted. So one of the important things that in this first point that I want to share with you is understand that God's calling is first. We are assigned wherever we are already at. It is not your final destiny, may not be the final destiny, but it starts from there. Until you discover and discern your specific God's calling and where is God's bringing you, always remember, keep God's command. So do not be ashamed with your family. Do not be ashamed of the work that you do. Do not be ashamed of your school and the friends that you have. Do not be ashamed of the course that you take. Do not be ashamed whether you make a lot of money or you don't make a lot of money. Do not be embarrassed by who you are and where you are. We are so shy about that. Sometimes we, 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 don't want to sh we don't want to share because we always think somebody else is better than us. But it is about how you keep God's command and that is the testimony where we are assigned. God's calling always starts with where you are. And if you can be faithful where you are, and if you can be faithful to God where you are, then He promotes you and brings you to where He wants you to be. It's all about your walk. So today, my first challenge to you is, look at where God has put you today. Have a quick reflection where God has put you today and ask yourself, are you keeping God's command? Is there a testimony of you being fruitful in the Word of God that is coming out from inside out in wherever you are? If I were to talk to your parents, is there a good testimony about you? If I were to talk to you about your family, will you hear a good testimony about that? In your workplace, you may not like where you are. It may not be your final destiny. But if, if there God has planted you, are you keeping God's command and being fruitful? Perhaps the way to respond for this first assignment, wherever God is called to you, is to recognize and be aware of that. Are you keeping God's command right now, wherever you are? Then we move, on, move to the second point. The second point that I want to share with you in this passage is that God's calling is always towards contentment. 
you will find it here. Were you a born servant when called? Do not be concerned about it. What Paul is actually telling is, wherever God puts you, learn to be content. That's the other thing you need to recognize about God's calling. Contentment, it has nothing to do with being satisfied. Contentment is everything to do with our walk with God, being thankful to God of what you are doing right now. So if you are single, be thankful to God that this is the journey that God has put you at this moment. So contentment is about being thankful to God where you are. So Paul is saying, there are some people very eager to change. I want to change job. I want to change family. I want to change house. I want to change this. I want to change that. Before you change all these things, because you are misunderstand what is the meaning of God's calling, pause. Reflect. Is that what really God is telling you? How do you know where to be content? Wherever you are, I want to ask this question. If you are complaining a lot about where you are, then you will not flourish in the next place you go. And I hear a lot of complaint and murmuring. If you are complaining a lot about your family because they are not perfect, welcome to the kingdom of God. Because imperfectness is where God will shine His sovereign. And if you are looking for the perfect family, I, I don't think you will make it to heaven. In this world, there's nothing perfect except God who is perfect. So contentment is this. Do not complain and murmur where you are. Do not complain about your employer. Do not complain about the people that you work with. Do not complain about your family. None of our family is perfect. And do not compare with other people. You are always comparing. The grass is greener in the other side. The other side is always nice. But God is telling where you are planted, bloom there. Water where you are, the grass will be greener there. The problem is, we begin to focus so much on negative things, we begin to focus a lot about complaining, that we forget where God has assigned us. Therefore, it becomes dry, that area becomes very dry and intolerable for you to live. You have made it like that because you are not thankful that Christ is enough for me. Christ is enough in this family for me. Christ is enough in the workplace for me. Christ is enough. So this is why it talks about, Paul is saying, be responsible to God where you are. And responsible meaning be faithful. If God has put you in one family, be faithful to that family. If God has put you in a place and you're not sure if this is your final destiny, be faithful to God, not to that company. If you're faithful to God, the abundance of it will flow out. You'll be faithful wherever you are. 
sometimes we get carried away because the world molds us like that. Be faithful in this school. Be loyal to this university. But actually, it's be loyal to God. Be faithful to God in keeping His commandment. And out of the abundance of that, it will flow. So I want to share with you today, many of you come from different kind of families and I understand your struggle. Some of you are eager to run away and go out. But I want to share with you, where God has planted you in your family, you are going to bloom if you learn to recognize bring your struggle and frustration to God and allow God to work with you because enduring that builds your calling to God. I come from a non-Christian family. I didn't, I wasn't come, I didn't come from a Christian family where I was nurtured with all these things. I never had an opportunity to go to children's church and enjoy all the songs and have that nurturing. But when God placed me in my family, this is where God molded my character to prepare me where I am today in my calling with God. As difficult and challenging it was in the beginning, where I was bitter and angry and hurt and offended, but God used that to mold me so that I will learn to be faithful today in my calling with God. That's contentment, my friend. Today, I have a very different relationship with my family who are my biggest supporter and blessing in my calling with God. But I didn't have a good start. I didn't have a good start. I was stopped from coming to church. I had a lot of persecution and unnecessary things and difficult things and different values and challenges. I couldn't get along. But I was working on my relationship with God in those challenges that today it molded me to be where I am with God today. So I want you to reflect about your family. Think about where God has put you. Contentment is not about being satisfied and happy. Contentment is Christ is enough for me. He is more than enough. His will is enough. His power is enough. He is more than able. And if we learn to be content, then we will not be eager to move here and move there and go there. That looks better. So the idea of effectual calling is when we put our walk with God as a priority, regardless of where you are. And then God is preparing you for His final calling. Or rather, He brings you. How do you discern if God is calling me elsewhere? He will come and make it known to you very clearly. And if you decide to move because you are unhappy, you decide to move because you are having challenges and frustration. If you are moving because you think the other side is better, you will never be happy anywhere. I, I want to tell you this. I joined this church in 1997 and I began to serve. Till today, 
I have gone through different leaders, different pastors, different people, different peers. And over the years, I've seen people moving to many places. And they have used this reason, or oh, God called me. After 20 over years, there are only a handful of them still faithful to their true calling to God. Many have been distracted and deviated and gone astray because they wrongly discern God's calling. If God has planted you in YM, then think about how you can be faithful to God in YM. Rather than complaining and finding fault and picking on things that is here and thinking that maybe the other side is better, but if God has placed you here in one place, there must be a reason. It may not be your final destination, but He's probably moulding you so that you can answer His call when the time comes. I have seen many people complain and murmur and moved for many reasons. Many of it is got to do with unhappiness. Many got to do with bitterness. Do you know God can put you in the right place, in the right calling? And the temptation is always there. I've been here for 20 over years and I'm always tempted to choose between bitterness and being thankful to God. You will always be offended in God's calling. My dear friends, we live in a fallen world. In God's ideal calling, you will face offensiveness. You will get offended. You will experience unhappiness. There will be frustration. But the temptation is not to fall to bitterness, anger and negativity. Instead, we are to choose to be thankful to God who assigned us and called us. You can be in a place that is so unfruitful, so hostile, but because you are faithful in your walk with God, wherever God plants you, it will flourish. That is the power of God, you know. And it's got nothing to do with my ability or where I am. You know, I want to encourage you this morning. You need to understand this. Contentment. Contentment. You will be very effective when you learn to give thanks and praise to God who gives us the calling. Joseph had no choice about his role in life. He was forced and dragged from one place to another. And he had every temptation to be bitter with his family, angry with God. But wherever he was forced to, he was faithful to God. Therefore, he flourished until God bring him to his ultimate calling. You will only reach there when you are faithful in all the place that God has kept you. And it is God who allowed him to move from one place to another place. 
Esther is another outstanding example about a young girl whose destiny was forced upon her. It was not her choice. Can you imagine being virgin all your life only to satisfy one horrible person? Which was the king. That's all. Every girl's dream was to be a mother or to find love. Do you think Esther find true love? She was forced. But yet, she remained faithful to God, the big picture, who then stepped into her calling. Who knows you were called for such a time as this to rise up. Look at this young girl who lost her dream and everything. Women those days were forced. They had no choice. They had no will. But she was obedient and faithful in her walk with God. Then God turn it around and use that to fulfill her calling, which was to rise up for such a time as this. Daniel was another young man who never had childhood. And the worst of all is he was forced and dragged to a place of exile and then on top of that, had to be forced to be a eunuch. Can you imagine a young boy who was forced and dragged, who have no dream, and the worst of all, being chopped off? Do you know what kind of childhood is that? It's called a psychotic childhood. You are prone to be a murderer one day with this kind of childhood. Did he become one? While psychology tells us with this kind of background, you know, you will become a murderer, a psychopath. See, it's not about how and what happened to you. It's the choices you get to make. And guess what Daniel did? He stood in a place to represent God so that he could advise the non-Christian king. He was in a place to advise a non-Christian king. He was in a place where he was an example of his walk with God. Not about his childhood, not about what unfair things happened to him, not about how terrible things that took place to him. And he had the choice. But he chose to walk with God. And look at how God molded his destiny. In Acts chapter 8, you will see a very interesting story of a eunuch. Again, um, it's a story where in Acts chapter 8, Philip, Philip came upon the eunuch. He was reading this passage. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and a lamb before the shearer is silent, and he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. This eunuch was reading this particular chapter, and guess what? The eunuch was in a place was exactly like that. He was forced, chopped off, dragged to a service that he wasn't called. But then he discovered the gospel and then guess what happened? He gave his life to Jesus. He's found his greater freedom in Jesus and then he moved on. Talk about many of you complaining, I'm unfair in this family. Talk about many of you complain, I'm unfair here. I'm not well taken care of. I'm not happy here. This is not right here. This is not right there. 
why the other people can do better than here. When you start doing that, you will never bloom wherever you go next. And I've seen over 20 years people who have said this excuse and moved to wherever they are. I'm witnessing till today only a very handful is true to their calling. And so, this is the truth, my dear friends. We will miss the stories, our stories of being called by God when you focus a lot on the negativity and murmuring and complaining and comparing. If you learn to be content in your calling at this moment, God will mold that when finally you become the prime minister, the advisor to the king, to save your whole race, to be a great blessing that God has called you. It all starts now. And the way to respond to this point is you need to repent if you have spoken negative in wherever you are against people around you, against things around you, and wherever God has put you, if you have spoken negative about it, repent. I'm not justifying the bad things that people do to you. But if God were to place difficult people around you, people who offend you, people who hurt you, people who are not good to you, always remember, Christ in me is greater than the challenges that you, you are placed. If God put a very difficult person around you, people that is giving you a hard time, is actually molding your character so that you will be faithful when He put the right people around you. You see, God will send the right people. But because you don't know how to be faithful, and do not know how to be Christ-like and not following God's command in dealing with the wrong people in our life. Then you miss the right people. Sometimes God used the wrong people and bring great blessing. And that's what happened to Daniel. That's what happened to Esther. They were all non-Christian. That's what happened to Ezra. In the context of Ezra, they were all non-Christian, but God used them to flourish their calling. You will be surprised if you face difficult people, challenging people, people who are torn in your flesh, like what Paul said. You go back to God and ask Him, God, what do you want me to do here? What are you teaching me? Learn to be content in wherever you are. That's God's calling for us, my dear friends, until you step to that place. And I would like to share this uh, testimony. I have a friend in another state, a long-time friend, who at a very young age married because of love and then married a non-Christian. She was a Christian. She married a non-Christian. They were young. Uh, it was love. And then, you know, she said, maybe it's okay got married. In the beginning, you know, the spouse said, husband said, I will support you. It's okay if you are different faith. I will encourage you. And so she was active in the church. But after the first year, things started to take a turn. 
the husband was very discouraging. It was not who he was, like how they courted. Things took a change. And going to church was a very challenging thing for this, for this friend of mine because she will cook, she will bring food to this small church, you know, and, and, and to serve there and to be part there. And husband was very discouraging and his character changed. And in the first five years, things were very, very difficult. And I always get messages, you know, uh, how hard and how difficult and how she wanted to run away from this marriage. You know, then they already had children. But she was faithful to God in her walk with God. There were days on Sunday she couldn't go to church. But she kept her walk with God. Lo and behold, 40 years after being married in this situation, a horrible tragedy took place. A very, very horrible tragedy. And when that tragedy happens in that family, something turned the husband's heart that he was desperate for God. And finally, he gave his life to Jesus. And with that tragedy, everything changed. After 40 years, now I get a different kind of complaint because the husband is very irritating. Every Monday, begin to pester the wife, what are you cooking this Sunday? What are we bringing to church? And begin to every day pester her, what are you bringing to church? How are you serving? You know, it's more on fire for God than she was. And things changed. But it was 40 years of misery. 40 years of suffering. 40 years of discouragement. And a tragedy took place that brought great pain to the family. And now they are together walking in their calling with God. And the encouragement here to all of us is contentment. No matter how hostile your situation is, if you learn to process it, that God is sovereign and being thankful about that, you will flourish in your calling. And finally, the third point is that God's calling is always centered to be remained in Him. Brothers and sisters, in whatever condition each was called, let Him remain with God. You see, at the end of the day, God's calling is for us to remain in Him. And why this point is very, very important is that I've seen many people making excuse that God has called them. I've heard many, many, many times people change job because God's calling, God's calling, God's calling, God's calling. End up, they find a job where they are not remaining in their walk with God. Their walk with God is challenged. And this has also got to do with your relationship. You know, you're so eager to find relationship for whatever reason. And the moment you get into a relationship, your walk with God is compromised. That is not God's calling. God doesn't call us where He put us in a place where our walk with Him is compromised because that is not God's calling. You can even be called full-time in church. And if you're not walking right with God if you're not having a relationship with God, that calling will be compromised. You will burn out wherever you are. You will be negative wherever you are. You will be worn out wherever you are. And the first thing is, you will never find contentment because you are in a wrong place. 
and people jump from one place to another place, from one thing to another thing, never being satisfied because they never understood. Never compromise your walk with God wherever you are called. Your calling is to be remain with Him. And the only way you can remain with Him is when you abide with God. That is why I am challenging all of you. Your walk with God is so important. It's not so much about science stream, art stream, engineer or lawyer or doctor or dentist. It's not about that. It's about how you keep your walk with God. Abide in God. And then you will flourish. So if you are in a workplace or in a group of friends that hinders you in your walk with God, then it's a good chance you need to work on that. You need to obey God. That is how we remain centered with Him. The way to respond this morning is that to evaluate your walk with God, whether your job, your school, or whatever you're doing. You know, some teenagers, I mean, being excellent in school is a testimony that we want. But if you make your school higher than God, that is idolatry, my dear friend. That goes to the job that we do. Some people put their job so much priority that they begin to neglect their walk with God. And actually, your job is your idolatry. It could be God's calling for you to be in that place. But when you put your job above God and your walk with God, and if you put a job that causes you not to obey God's command, that job is idolatry. This morning, my encouragement to you in the call of God is to help us recognize one, your call to God first. Don't sabo about your vocation and what you are to do. But put your walk with God as a big priority. That is God's calling for all of us. Second, wherever you are assigned, be faithful to that place. Be faithful to your family. We don't have perfect families but be faithful to that calling. Do not ill speak about the people in your life that God has placed, even though they don't deserve it, even though they are mean, even though they are bad. God is developing your character. Who knows that you have a bigger purpose like Joseph, like Esther, like Daniel, that God will put you in a place of blessing to fulfill His purpose. So don't speak negative. Don't criticize. Murmuring and complain. It's okay to rant. It's okay to express. I do that every single day. But I'm very careful not to fall into the temptation of judging, criticizing, and being negative about it. There's a difference between expressing things are bad. It's okay to say it's well, so bad. Be truthful about it. But don't speak negative about it. Some families are very challenging. Mine too. I will tell you the truth. 
very challenging. But when I begin to process God, who is above and bigger than the family that He has placed, there must be a purpose. What is it that I'm not fulfilling? I realize God is dealing with me, my character, so that I will be faithful in dealing with God's people today. So in conclusion, this is one thing that I can leave with you. God's call in our life, we are to walk as a faithful Christian in wherever God has placed you. Understand that you belong to God and obey His command. Our heart will be restless if you think your calling is to satisfy you. It's not true. You will only find satisfaction in God and God alone. That's why we say Christ is enough. Do you know what is the biggest problem today that is causing us to be distracted with our calling? The number one problem today that is causing us to be distracted with our calling is social media. Social media often generate discontent in our life. When we begin to look at Facebook and Instagram and begin to see, wow, that church is doing so well, so well. If any church is doing well, they must be also suffering greatly. If they are not, I don't think that is a church. You know, we begin to look at social media and begin to compare. Wow, that family is so nice, you know. They go for holiday here, go for holiday there. You only see nice things in social media. Besides one or two individual complaints and murmur about the country and, and everybody else that is ruling in the country, I think you don't need the social media to know that. You already know that. But social media always gives us this temptation. How come that job, that company, wow, they're doing so well, so happy, so nice, flourishing. It must be good, the other side. But that is the biggest lie the enemy sows. Do you know the enemy doesn't want you to fulfill your calling in God? Will always find his way to kill, to steal and destroy. And sometimes he paints lies. And people move ministry and move job and, and move things and, and move country. You need to discern. Is it from God? Or is it a temptation of life to come to steal, kill and destroy Maybe God has put you in the right place at the right time. Let's stand. This morning, if there's one thing in my message that you can take back, is that you remember this. Give me Jesus. That is your calling. Jesus is our calling. And Jesus is enough. Hallelujah. This morning, we need to respond to the call of God. There are a few calls that I want to make this morning. Number one, repent. If you need to repent this morning because you have not been contented wherever you are, if your bitterness and unhappiness is brewing in your heart, I want to encourage you, repent. If you need to kneel down, please do so. If you need to lift up your hands, 
please do so. If you need to talk to God, please do so. Take a moment to ask for forgiveness of sin. Whether you have been complaining about your parents, your family, your siblings, whether you have been murmuring about your school, your teachers, whether you've been murmuring about this church, First, let's get right with God. Take a moment to just ask God, forgive me for complaining about my family, my church, my leaders, the people around me. Because whenever we focus so much on that problem, you deny that God is sovereign over your life. You need to give God that place that He is all-powerful, all-controlling. He's sovereign. So it's not about the bad people in your life that is causing you pain and agony. But it's about God molding you. Who knows for such a time as when it comes, you will rise up to that calling. So repent. You ask God for forgiveness of sin. Ask God to forgive you. If you need to ask forgiveness for the people around you, do it later. But get right with God. Second, second, be thankful to God. Start thanking God for everybody in your life and thanking God for what you have and begin to thank God. Acknowledge your problem, acknowledge the difficulties, acknowledge the pain. But begin to thank God because He is working in and through you. The invisible God can be only seen in and through you when you bear the fruits. What fruits are you bearing? If in the school, you need to be a better testimony because you are keeping God's commandment not about being cool my friend if in the college and university you are it's all about keeping God's commandment it's not about following the crowd so that you can be belonging to them you need to be belong to God than to belong to a group find ways to belong to God by keeping His commandment not to a group not to be exclusive You don't find belonging in being exclusive in a community. You find belonging in God. Second thing is you need to respond by being thankfulness. Finally, many of us have been distracted in your walk with God. I think this is where it all boils down to. If you have not been doing your devotion, if you have not been walking with God, if you have not been spending time with God, you will not find your calling any sooner. So whether you are in the right relationship, whether you are in the right place, whether in your right job, whether you are right school, whether you have everything right, but your walk with God is not right and consistent, nothing will bear fruit. So I want to pray. I want to look to the Holy Spirit because this morning 
not by might, not by power, but only by the Spirit of God. And God will give you a victory in your calling. I know that God is going to give you a specific calling. You will be an excellent in wherever you are because it's about God who will make you bloom and prosper. So I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And I want you to lift up your hands and voice and receive that Spirit of God breathing over your situation, breathing over your life so that you will walk faithfully and fervently wherever God has called you. Shall we all pray? Hallelujah. We cry out to you, Holy Spirit. We need you this morning. Come and feel us, O oh God. Help us to recognize your voice this morning. I sense God is speaking to some of you this morning. There's a breakthrough coming your way. If you've been in a very difficult situation, I sense a breakthrough and the breakthrough is with God. That God will speak to you, God will strengthen you, God will encourage you. Then you will find answer. Father, we pray this morning, we thank you, we bless you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you that today we are reminded we are called to be your children. We are called to walk with you. And help us to recognize that. And so I pray for everyone who's listening in, that you will bless us, prosper our walk with you, O oh God. Give me Jesus this morning. Help me to be faithful to Jesus and Jesus alone in my walk with Him, in my reading the Word with Him, in praying, with, in praying you know, to Him, in everything I do. Help me, O oh God, to be faithful to Jesus. And I can't wait for the great calling you have over our life. We thank you, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray.